Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. Someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio Broadcast. And this will be our last broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. So from now on, after October 1st, you will find us on Spreaker, and that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, or if you put in your search, Prophetic News Radio, you can find us on many of the other platforms, and we're still on iTunes, Prophetic News Radio, so that's how you could find us, but we are not going to be posting any more shows to Blog Talk Radio. So I just wanted to remind everybody of that. And also, you can find our books, Paula White, President Trump's Pastor, The Miracle-Selling Huckster, who became the spiritual advisor to the world's most powerful man. And unfortunately, he does take some of her advice. It's very unfortunate for him and for her. Um, we truly hope that they both repent and turn their lives over to Jesus because only he can save them and help them see the truth. Also, seed faith can a man bribe God. How false teachers manipulate and hypnotize you for offerings. And we see so much of that. <laughs> it's hard for me to believe in this day and age, and with all the communication we have, and yet we still can't communicate in some circles, but that people would actually pay God to get him to bless you. It's one of the things that I have spoken out against over these many 13 years that we've been broadcasting, and I hope to keep preaching it until I leave this earth, that God is a loving Heavenly Father. Jesus gave his life for us. He paid the price. We don't have to pay any prices for anything. He paid the price. So why there's probably maybe 50%, maybe 75% of the church that still believes you have to pay God off to get him to bless you by tithing money to churches or sowing seeds to ministries or making vows. When Jesus didn't ask for any of that, he never told anybody, before you come up to me, to ask me for anything, you must give me 10%, or you must make a vow to me, or you must sow a seed to me. <laughs> he never said it. And even when he talked about tithing, he said you tithe ruin mint. He didn't say money. So it was always agricultural products in the Old Testament. And if you take the time, and I would encourage 
every one of my listeners to take the time to get a good Bible concordance or use the internet, whatever, and look up every single scripture on tithe, tithing, free will offerings, seed sowing, which there's nothing in the Bible about sowing that money was ever a seed. It's just not there. We don't give to get, we don't give money so we get money. We practice the royal law of love, which is God so loved the world that he gave. And that should be our motive always, is to want to bless other people, to have compassion for other people, to act like a Christian. It's not Christ, it's not acting you're not acting like a Christian when you only give your ten percent because you're so afraid God's gonna curse you and you want to make sure that you're gonna get your blessings so that then you give your ten percent. Or you, you sow your financial seed because you're expecting your thirty, sixty or hundredfold return. Or You're uh, making a vow, which if if we were supposed to make vows in the New Testament of money to some preacher, then uh, Jesus would have asked people for vows. He never did. So, <laughs> and uh, probably next week I'll probably do a program about Juanita Bynum. I saw her the other day. And she was begging people for vows, and she was telling people that because of the anointing that's on her life and because of who she is in God, that she could guarantee people that if they made a vow to her, that they would get a blessing. Well, she can't do that. And anyway, who does she think she is? <laughs> who does she think she is? And she makes it like, God is getting the vow. God's not getting the money. He never gets the money because he doesn't need any money. He never needed any money to do what he was doing. He created the universe and created mankind and men and women and animals. and He never had to pay anybody to do that. So what does he need money for? That, that's one uh, so-called religious sacred cow that I want to tear down because God doesn't get the money. They, they make it sound nice and religious and holy and uh, you're giving this money to God so you have to hold it up in the air and, you, and this is the way you worship. This is the way you worship God. I never saw anybody go up to Jesus with money in their hand and hold it up in the air and say, I worship you, Lord, with this money. No, but they never did it. So why are we doing it? Because somebody tells you that's the way it's supposed to be. But the example, our example always, is to be what the Lord Jesus Christ did, and not something that we feel like we have to do because some preacher told us to do it. There's a lot of things preachers tell you to do that's not what you're supposed to be doing because we're supposed to be following a New Testament pattern of Christianity. And we don't see a lot of that. There was a, a couple of articles that a friend of mine did on uh, the Trinity Foundation about how many jet planes people have, and I, I'll read some of those articles in the future, and how many mansions they have. Not only one mansion, a lot of these pastors, or pesters as I call them when they get to be like this, where they actually take money from the church and from the offerings, and they buy themselves mansions, not one mansion, many mansions, beach houses, jets, they take lavish vacations, they, they, uh, they abuse their position 
I don't know why anybody supports these people, but they certainly do because these these uh, so-called churches are packed on Sunday with people. And they allow these men, sometimes women, to take advantage of them. And so what does and so the Bible says and my people love to have it so I don't understand why. It it's a, it's a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof where why would a church leader or someone who calls himself a shepherd which the pastor is really an under shepherd why would they abuse their congregation for their own lusts? And they do. If you could see, particularly like this guy there in Texas, Ed Young Jr., he had like a $5 million mansion in Florida, then he sold it. And he bought a new mansion worth 9 or $10 million. Yeah. Now, he's, as far as I know, I don't think he makes big bucks from selling books, and maybe he has businesses, I don't know. And, of course, as a church, they don't have to file a 990, so you, you don't get to see who, what kind of salaries they're getting. I know that, I know how much Paula White got in for several years in 2014, 2015, 2016, because she had to show her tax documents when she filed a lawsuit against Shirley Johnson, a YouTube, uh, a sister who was making YouTube videos about Paula, and Paula sued her. Then Paula dropped the lawsuit, but then Shirley sued Paula for malicious prosecution, which it was malicious. She threatened to sue this woman for $10 million for copyright infringement when there was no copyright infringement. You're allowed to use certain portions of copyrighted material as fair use without violating copyright laws. Well, just because Paula didn't like what this woman was posting, she decided she was going to threaten her, which, how Christian is that? But Paula had posted all these things on the internet. Shirley wasn't a private detective. She wasn't capturing video and, and audio that Paula didn't know about. Paula had publicly put all this information out, so I don't know what the beef was. But anyway, on the, on the YouTube channel, uh, the remnants J&J, She's po Shirley's posted many videos over the years, and you can see Paula really outright lying. Oh, you can't believe it. If you watch some of these videos and you see how many lies this woman has told, it makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. So I know because the uh, documents were then unsealed by the court after the case was after Shirley did win the case in court and Paula had to pay her $13,000 in damages. And uh, so these court documents were sealed and then the uh, Washington Post and Trinity Foundation filed motions to get the, doc uh, the documents unsealed, which the court did, and those are available online so they, those documents are in my book Paula White President Trump's pastor you can see them there and it documents that she got over seven hundred thousand dollars I think in, in the year 2015 or 2016 housing allowance and salary now so that was then you can imagine what she's getting now along with her husband Minister John and her son, Brad, and his wife are all on staff. So you can imagine how much they're taking out of that church. What pastor deserves a million dollars a year? 
especially when you're collecting it illegally through tithe money and seed faith money and atonement offerings. We don't celebrate Jewish holidays anymore. So if they want to celebrate Jewish holidays, then they should start sacrificing lambs at their church or goats or whatever. You might as well do it all the way. You might as well set up an altar in the church and do sacrifices if you want to go back to the temple system. We're not there anymore. But you can see these preachers, and a lot of them do it, Rod Parsley and uh, wherever, wherever they can con people out of some money. They, they celebrate the Jewish feast days, and of course you have to make an offering to God, and it has to be a sacrifice. And meanwhile, they're not sacrificing their multi-million dollar homes and their horses and their boats and their planes. And <laughs> but they want you to sacrifice. I don't know, why can't you just be honest with people? Uh I wanted to mention this, too. Uh, the other day, somebody had hacked into uh, Jackie Alnor's Instagram account, and they pretended to be her. It, and then they were asking people for money, saying something happened to her and she needed money. And so she was telling people to ignore that, and she block this person but also if anybody ever does that to me and they I don't ever ask I don't ever make financial appeals I don't send out appeal letters I don't ever ask for money anywhere on the internet so if somebody tries to spoof me and they ask you for a donation it's not me because I don't do that I leave it up to the Lord. If people want to give, I believe that God can speak to people. I don't need to tell them what to do. Their people are perfectly capable of hearing from God for themselves. That's what I do. If I want to donate or if I want to help somebody, the Lord tells me. And I do it. So, it's not me if you ever get an appeal from somebody. And uh, anyway, she was able to block the person and file a, file a, an appeal or whatever you do with Instagram. Because anyway, she doesn't really use it, but for, for uh, reference, sometimes you, if you go on Instagram and you want to uh, look up the comments or whatever is happening on people's accounts, you have to have a have an account, and then you can do that. But so anyway, I just wanted to mention that. But so Jesus Christ gave us freedom, and pastors, evangelists, teachers. they should all be teaching people how to be free in Christ and how to be able to think for themselves, how to study the scriptures for themselves. You might not, you can't get pastoritis and you can't be dependent on a human being to meet all your needs and to uh, study the Bible for you and to feed you. There comes a time when babies grow up and they don't, they don't have to be fed anymore by somebody else, you know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to have teachers and pastors and evangelists and the fivefold ministry gifts. Yes, it, those are wonderful. And I, I like to hear good teachers. But I'm going to check it out with the word of God. I, might, I don't agree with what everybody says. So that doesn't mean I'm right 100% of the time. But I'm going to check things out. And I'm, I'm going to find out for myself. If it doesn't sound right to me, sometimes things just don't sound right to me. And I, then that makes me go and, and uh, I can put in a search term 
like some people, some Bibles don't have the word hell in it. And that's disturbing to me. I would never use a translation that didn't have the word hell in it. And so I would put in the word hell, and then I would put in uh, King James Version, because that's my favorite version that I like to use. And so, like I said, I don't get into arguments with people about versions. I like that version. I think it's an excellent version, and I like good English. It, it uh, encourages you to look up words, and which we should do, get a good... Webster's, not a Merriam-Webster's dictionary, but a real Webster's dictionary, and uh, look up the meaning of words. So it's a learning process. There's, uh, there's some great words in the King James that they don't use in the modern translations. But that's what I would do. I would look up a word, and they have this um, King James Bible online it is King James Bible online. I'm going to look it up, but that's the one I like to use. And so I'll go through all the scriptures and I'll see for myself. I'll read it for myself and I'll see, well, I either agree with what they're saying or I don't agree. Yes, it's uh, the King James Bible online.org. That's the one I like to use or looking up scriptures, because some Bible translations, and you could do that. You could take out several different versions of a Bible and go to a chapter and a verse, especially chapters, and look at it, and you'll see all, there's all different things that they say, and they take words out, and they take whole verses out. So I don't like that. I don't like people fooling around with Bibles just to sell Bibles. There's no copyright on the King James Bible. There's copyrights on all those other Bibles that people have put out, these ridiculous translations like the Message Bible and the Passion Bible and the Chosen Bible and the Jimmy Swaggart Bible. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need Jimmy Swaggart telling me what the Bible says. As far as he's got his own notes in the Bible. Well, that's okay if he wants to have his notes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read chapter and verse for myself and try to take it in context. And that's another thing. We have to take things in context. You can't just take a scripture like the one where, um, the scripture where it says that Eve was in the transgression. She was. She was, but Adam followed right along. So he could have said, no, I'm not going to uh, go along with you. But he didn't, he didn't say no either. So he was in the transgression as much as she was, even though she started it. So you have to look at it. You have to look at everything in context. You can't just make a thing, a whole doctrine out of that. And say, oh, well, that applies to every woman. Because look what Eve did. Yeah, she, she, she was wrong. <laughs> she was wrong. It says Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. She was deceived first. Yeah. But he went along with it. So they're both to blame. They're both to blame. He, he, didn't, he didn't stand up and be a man of God and say, I'm not doing it because God told me not to. So you have to read everything in context and... Yeah, and realize, too, that uh, in the Old Testament and in the, and in the New Testament, for instance, when you look at Deborah, Deborah was a judge over Israel. That's, that's a very powerful position uh, to hold. She was also a prophetess. And so in the New Testament, I, I don't think God changes his mind about how he uses women 
that's another thing. I don't get into arguments with people about whether God could use a woman or not. I know from Old Testament and New Testament that God uses women. And also the Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't just have, it just doesn't say men, just go men into all the world and preach the gospel. It says, go ye. And the Bible also says there's neither male or female. So we have to take everything into context and look at the whole picture. And, uh, not just not uh, just take one scripture and then build a whole doctrine out of it, and then there's half of the church or more than half of the church that can't say anything. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I know I've said this before that when I first got saved in 1981. I didn't know anything about scripture and I didn't know anything about doctrine. I just knew that the day I got saved, that there was a burning desire in my heart when those scales were removed from my eyes and I knew that Jesus saved me. I wanted to do something for him. And I felt that way since that day. I, and I don't believe the devil put it there. And I didn't have anybody tell me I couldn't. So. We have to remember that to take everything into context in the Bible. And study to show yourself approved to check everything out with. The word of God. And if somebody's wrong, they're wrong. They're, they, they should be man enough or, or a woman enough to admit, well, I'm wrong. When I came out of Word of Faith movement, I, I had to make public apologies, which I did for uh, believing in the Word of Faith doctrines. I wasn't even though I was in full-time ministry for many years, I didn't take, do the seed faith thing and that kind of thing. I, didn't, I wasn't into scamming people. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was wrong. I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. But when somebody's wrong, they're wrong. But anyway, you just can't accuse people either. Of, of something you, you you think you perceive wrong and then you make a, an accusation against somebody and you don't have anything to back it up with. I try not to do that on this program. I try to back everything up with actual audio tapes of what people say because anybody could say anything about you on the Internet or about anybody on the Internet. They could say absolutely anything. And if they can't back it up, uh, you hear these stories where they say, and she said this, and he said that. And they, they even might have a quote, but maybe they have like half a quote. They don't have the whole quote in context. I want to hear the audio. I want to hear it come right out of their mouth. I want to see the audio. I want to see the video. I want to see... The, if I'm looking at any court cases, I want to see the court testimony. I'm going to back it up. Because sometimes people imagine things in their head that they think they know, and they don't know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. And I, I think it's uh, it's deceptive, and it's, it's uh, an unchristian way to behave to accuse somebody falsely. And the Bible says don't bear false witness against your neighbor. And so we have to be careful about what we do and to have uh, a minister of integrity 
when it comes, to, especially when it comes to warning people about uh, false doctrine and false teachers, which we, we are required to do. We are required to warn people and you can't warn anybody unless unless you say it <laughs> because i had somebody i was trying to warn some people about uh, a person that claims that they came out of the new age movement and then they were making accusations against somebody the accusations that they were making against this person weren't true and I was trying to tell people that they were making accusations which weren't true. And so some people came to their defense, but, and, well, they said, well, I like this person and I think they're a good person. Well, you can like the person, but when you're talking about public Christian ministry, and there's somebody making false accusations about a brother, they have to be accountable for the fact that they were making false accusations. And if they don't admit that they were making false accusations, then you have to warn uh, people about that person. And you can't accept that person and embrace that person until they come clean, because that's dishonest. 1 Corinthians 4.14, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. 1 Thessalonians 5.14, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient toward all men. Acts 20.31, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. That's the Apostle Paul. For three years, he was warning them, warning them, warning them with tears. Yeah. Ezekiel 3.19, Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall... Wow, he shall die in his iniquity, iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Ezekiel 3.21, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also that thou hast delivered thy soul. So, we are encouraged to warn people. And so if you see a brother or a sister and they're making false accusations about someone, there was, there was a, a brother on the internet and he, was, he had a pretty sizable public ministry and he was putting out false accusations about another brother because he heard it from one witness. But he didn't have any real documentation to back it up. He didn't present both sides of the story as far as, far as were the accusations true. No, because he didn't like the person, they had, they had a falling out, they didn't like each other. So because they didn't like each other, he put the information out on the internet in a very public way making these accusations and it was horrible horrible accusations without having any evidence of the accusation and without asking him for his side of the story that is is abusive behavior and I wouldn't pay any attention to these so-called ministries if that's the kind of reporting that they're doing, that they do it for spite if somebody says something. And I've seen quite a few of these so-called 
apologetics ministries or polemics ministries as they're called and I see them going back and forth with each other and and uh, accusing each other of things and you don't have the documentation to back up the accusation so you can't put it out there publicly actually you could be sued for slander if you do if you slander somebody that's a public uh, a public figure and if you cause them financial distress or emotional distress or whatever, or you, you try to ruin their reputation with somebody, and this was mostly men that were doing this, is that they were fighting among each other because this one had said this about this one and this one had said that about that one. So then to get revenge, and that's what it was, to get revenge, they put out these false accusations about this brother and it, it got really ugly. So that's not warning people, and that's not scriptural, and that's not how we're supposed to conduct these ministries or so-called ministries because in that case, whatever you reap, you're going to sow. Eventually, the truth comes out, and then you damage your credibility when you do things like that. So if you, if you uh, especially if you look over the book that I wrote about Paula White, everything's documented. Mostly, there's uh, plenty of documentation in there to back up what I'm saying. And, of course, the ultimate goal is to see this woman saved, to see her repent, and to stop deceiving people. Mark 13, 22, For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. And we see so much of that. We have to be careful of false witnesses. Second Peter 2, 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Deuteronomy 5.20, neither shalt thou bear false witness against thy neighbor. Proverbs 12.17, he that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Psalm 119.104, through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate Every false way, every false way. Proverbs twenty one twenty eight. A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. Proverbs twenty five fourteen. Whoso boasteth himself as a of a false gift is like clouds of wind without rain. So the Bible warns on and on about uh, false accusers, 2 Timothy 3.3, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Proverbs 19.9, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. So that's a big clue there, is that when you're, listening to your favorite person on the internet, are they bearing false witness against people? Are they just throwing things out there for sensationalism? Can they back up all their claims? You can, I, I don't know if you've ever attended a trial, but if you go to a trial, I've been to a couple, 
And you hear people testify. So, or if you're watching a trial on TV, you can see this too. And so they bring up a witness. You might know the witness. So they bring up the witness. The witness gets up there and just absolutely lies. <laughs> just lies and lies and lies. So you can't. You can't then take that testimony of, of, of that person without having evidence to back it up and say, wow, they testified. So that must be true. Not necessarily. So any, any good journalist or any good reporter or a minister of the gospel especially if they're going to bring something forward about a person, it has to be accurate. It has to be backed up with, with evidence. I don't like these trials that they have when I watch these trials on TV and I see that, oh, the evidence was circumstantial. I'm a little leery of that, and I don't like the fact that a prosecutor could get up and lie just to get somebody convicted, they'll say, well, this is the way it happened. It happened like this, and he did this to her, and she did this to him to kill him, and it went this way. They don't really know how it went, but they can make up a story to present to the jury based on circumstances and get a person convicted. If I was on a jury, there would be no way that I would convict somebody unless I had evidence. Real evidence, you're talking about somebody's life. And it's the same way in the public forums. You can't go out there and deliberately try to slander somebody and ruin somebody's reputation without evidence. In the, in the day of the Internet and... Uh, they have, many of these false prophets and false teachers have all kinds of social media and they have every way to get their information out there. So we can, we can go to their websites. We can go to their YouTube channels. We can go to their Sunday services or their television programs. And you can see it for yourself, what they're saying and what they're doing. And then people like myself and other people like Jackie Eleanor and and uh, some of the other ministries out there, they can put the information out with audios or videos or whatever and, and court documents, legal documents, like I said, with, uh, like for instance, in the Paula case, you have the, all her financial documents were, had to be submitted to the court. And those are accurate. Those were things that were filed with the IRS and that kind of thing. So you, you can't say those things were made up or they were doctored or whatever. But we have so many avenues out there where we can get the truth out. And it's, it's your responsibility as a Christian to, if you hear something that you... Check it out. I found it deeply disturbing when I saw this one uh, ministry so-called there on the Internet and they were making these false accusations about this brother uh, who has a public ministry on the Internet. And it was so vicious. And it was obviously done out of revenge because they didn't like the person, they didn't like the fact that this person had said things about them that weren't true, too. Possibly, possibly. And so, it got ugly. And that's how, it, it, then it gets harder and harder to trust these people. If you can't trust the information that they're putting out there, then... Personally, I don't want to waste my time watching their videos or listening to their teachings or whatever. If they're, if they're deliberately trying to slander people and then bringing on guests 
to their shows that have questionable Christian testimonies that they didn't check out either. So we're responsible for the content that we put out there. I, I've had guests on my show that weren't saved. I had a guest on a few years back that was in the Jim Jones cult. And uh, she actually lived at Jonestown. And I brought her on because I wanted to hear what she had to say to give her testimony of what it was like to live there and to be there. So sometimes I bring people on that aren't Christians. That doesn't mean I'm endorsing them or I endorse everything they have to say. I can still do an interview of someone to get their perspective on an issue without them being saved. I'm not going to promote them as a Christian or that would be a, that would be sometimes people promote people that have have they say they have a Christian testimony and they're not really Christians. Then that's deception. If you're going to bring somebody on that says they're a Christian and they they're not really a Christian and uh, then they're deceiving people and you're helping them to deceive people. So we can't do we can't do things like that, but to bring somebody on to give an his, a historical perspective on it on an event that was as big as the uh, whole Jonestown, Jonestown story and the fact that you could see these things going on today where you see churches that have become cults and they worship the pastor. They call the pastor daddy and they call the, the first lady first lady. They call her mother uh like they were calling Juanita Bynum, some of these women the other day, calling her mother. She's not a mother. She no, she's she's not a mother. I don't think. She, first of all, I don't think she has any children. And why would you want to call her mother when uh, she's lying to you about vows and and sowing seeds and whatever else she's doing? That's no. The Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due, but you can't. <laughs> you have to be careful about who you're honoring. You, you don't have to give all these flattering titles to men. Like it says in the book of Job, people like to give themselves titles. For some reason, it makes them feel important. And... I like to stay away from those kind of people. I don't think we have to put a reverend before our name. I don't think we have to call people Pastor John. I think you should call somebody by their name because that's who they are. The apostles didn't put a title before their name. Job thirty two twenty two for I know not to give flattering titles, and so doing my maker would soon take me away. Job thirty two twenty one let me not I pray you accept any man's person, neither let me give flattering titles unto man. Proverbs twenty six twenty eight a lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. <laughs> First Thessalonians 2, 5, For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Ezekiel 12, 24, For there shall no be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. Psalm 12, 3, the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Yeah. So it's like enough of that already. <laughs> I, I can't understand for the life of me why people want to do that. 
Like, why, why do you get into a mindset when you think more highly of yourself than you are? And try to lord it over God's people. It doesn't work. Eventually the whole thing comes crashing down into one big mess. If you just don't be yourself, just be yourself. And we're all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all trying to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. God doesn't have special people. And all of us had to be saved the same way by repenting of our sins because we were all sinners saved by the mercy and grace of God. So it doesn't make anybody else better than anybody else. We have a lot, lot of work to do, church. But I encourage you today to Study to show yourself approved. Be a good Berean. Check out what other people are saying with the word of God. And do something for the Lord. Do something for the Lord. If you feel like you have a gift for public speaking or for uh, teaching, you could, you could still get a free program on a lot of these podcasting websites. It won't even cost you anything, depending on how, how long your program is. Usually some programs, like 15 minutes or so, they, they'll give you free time. You won't even have to pay. You could still go on YouTube for free, even though YouTube is censoring people right now. And then using your channel to generate income. They're putting commercials on my channel, which I never asked them to put commercials on. They're just doing it. And I don't monetize my channel on YouTube, but now they're monetizing it without my permission, which I don't like. But there's many avenues. Of course, there's always one-on-one -on -one witnessing, which is you don't need a budget to do that. So you say, well, I don't have any money for a ministry, but we all can do something, whether or not you have a budget for ministry or you don't. You can still do something for the Lord. I didn't, uh, when I was, for, the Lord was first at, I felt like the Lord was dealing with me about 14 years ago to go on the radio. And I said to the Lord, well, Lord, I don't, it's expensive to go on the radio at that time. They didn't have so many internet radio platforms. I said, well, I'm not, I'm not going on the radio unless you open a door for me, then I'll do it. And then I saw this blog talk radio. And at the time we started out in, in 2009 of September, our first program, we had 15 minutes and uh, it would, that was free. So I was, I was happy to do that. And then, of course, we increased our programs to an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And that's the way it all began. So maybe God has spoken to you about doing something for him. And... If, he, if he's telling you to do it, then he will make a way. He will provide. Just like he's done here on our Prophetic News radio program, which I'm very grateful to the Lord. And I, I, I believe it's had an impact on the body of Christ because I think we've said it over and over and over again. You don't have to buy a miracle. And when I hear these pimp preachers and these con artist saying that. Yeah, I know people tell you, you don't have to buy a miracle, but you should sow seed to God. and You should show God how much you love him. and Give me the money. And then God will see how much you love him. So when I hear them saying you can't buy a miracle, don't let anybody tell you that. I think, yeah, maybe they heard it from me. <laughs> It puts a big smile on my face. So I'm not saying I'm the only one that said that. There's other people too, but 
I'm glad it bothers them. I'm really glad it bothers them. I, and I hope it continues to bother them so that they'll stop doing it. So they could say, just like Abraham said, let no man say they made Abraham rich, but God. And that's a good thing to say. That's a good thing to be able to say. And every minister of the gospel should be able to say that. Otherwise, you have a guilty conscience about how you're collecting your funds. You have to have a guilty conscience if you're doing the wrong thing and you're conning people. Unless you're a reprobate and then you don't care anymore. So... Anyway, don't forget, if you want to contact me, you can contact me. Susan at propheticnews.com is my email address. And you could go to our website, propheticnews.com, our radio show, Prophetic News Radio. You can search any, you don't know how to spell my name, which is say, well, yeah, I know, Susan Puzio. And anyway, you could find that out there. So our YouTube channel, Prophetic News, Greedy Preachers TV, all those things are out there for you. And be blessed, be safe. We had terrible storms in florida this week it was devastating thank god that we didn't get really any of it here where i am but it's it's very very devastating it it breaks your heart to think especially in florida it there's so many retired people here and they've worked all their lives to retire to florida and to have their little piece of heaven and maybe to have their boat and have a nice car or whatever, and then to see everything, everything, everything destroyed. And some poor people didn't evacuate, and they lost their lives because nobody expected the water. At some point, at some point in some of the houses, the water had reached to their attics. Yeah. And how do you... How do you survive? That's hard to survive because some of the people were able to get up on their roof. But then again, yikes, with the way, the way the wind was blowing, it had to be terrifying, just absolutely terrifying. And living in Florida as many years as I've lived here, that we get the warnings and so many times they're, they're wrong about the hurricane. So people think, well, I'm going to ride it out. And some of the houses, they have much better building codes now than they did years ago. Some of the houses did survive, but some of them were just absolutely demolished by this thing. But anyway, it was, it's devastating. You just never know what life is going to bring you. You never know. I, I thought it was just heartless uh, after what people went through on Wednesday. Wednesday night, I wanted to see if Paula White had held her service there in Orlando, but they didn't. But she was she did a, a live teaching, I think. I think it was live from her house. And what is she doing? She's collecting offerings for... I, I don't remember which Jewish holy day it was, whatever it is now, Yom Kippur or something that she's, Day of Atonement, whatever. She, yeah, she's collecting. I'm thinking, like, is there something wrong with you? People are suffering. And you're collecting bogus offerings for, for uh, yourself? I couldn't believe it. Anyway, the most important thing for my listeners is, are you born again? Jesus said, 
in the third chapter of John, ye must be born again. And you say, well, what does that mean? That means that you ask the Lord Jesus, not a priest, you don't need a priest. You ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. He, he will come into your life. He will forgive you of your sins. No matter what you've done in your life, God will forgive you and give you a brand new life. He did it for me. I, it's true. I didn't have to recite any big, long prayer. I didn't have to change my life before I could do it because I couldn't change my life. Only he could change my life, and he did. All the old things passed away, and all things became new. My desires became different. My, the things I wanted to do became different because the Lord changed me. And he could do that for you. When you say, well, I've lost everything. I don't know what I'm going to do. He'll be there. He'll be there to help you. Jesus also said that in this world you will have tribulation, and we will. We don't, we don't understand everything. We just don't. But I know one thing for sure. God loves us. He loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's our program for you today. God bless you all very, very much. And remember, we won't be doing any more programs on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we'll be there on Spreaker and iTunes and other platforms. Just search for Prophetic News Radio, okay? God bless you.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 